feel like God used those struggles. And it always reminds me, like, really, I just look back at my story and it's Romans 8, 28 that just really ties that all together. Uh, God works all things for the good of those who love Him. And I can see what He was doing, right? And it was all in His timing. Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday women share stories of hope found in Jesus. I'm Robin, and I'm here with Katie and Lindy, and we are your podcast hosts. And today we are bringing you a story from our trustful community, which is right outside of Birmingham. And Jules Gann shares a health journey that to me is fascinating. When I was listening to her story, I felt frustrated alongside of her. I was like, oh, I want you to find an answer to what is going on with your health. I'm going to tell you, though, her story is going to show you that even when you don't feel God's presence and you don't understand what He is doing, there is purpose in it. And I can't wait for you to hear how God not only met her, but healed her as well. And Katie and Robin, I'm excited because we have for our Patreon insiders actually a little BOGO because they are actually getting (laughs) another story from Trump. Trustful. Shana Swan shared her story a couple of months ago and will really challenge and encourage you in your prayer walk with the Lord and diving into scripture. So Patreon insiders, we appreciate you. And if you want to become a Patreon insider for the summer, you're going to get a lot of extra content. Just go to our website at storytellerslive.org and you can join there, or you can scroll down right now in our show notes and click the link. Here's Jules. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. It's an honor. And it was so nice of you to invite me. I know at first I was a little hesitant, but I'm glad I'm here and I appreciate the invite. So one of my favorite things as a nurse practitioner is the history taking portion. Probably your first appointment with me is one of my favorite because I like to dig through all the things and connect things. I think a lot of times in medicine, we just look at something and put a Band-Aid on it, right? So I like to really dig through. I will you know, venture into your childhood easily (laughs) and try to connect some things and and see what's been going on. So what was interesting for me throughout this telling my story was I've never done that to myself. I had not actually gone back and looked at the faithfulness of God through everything that I'd been through. I actually, this is like a lot of this stuff happened a decade, maybe a little bit more ago. And really I was dating my husband at time through all of this. So he we he lived through it with me. But we sat down and like really talked about it and went back through it. And we're like, can you like think about what we were thinking right there and think about how that was God laying seeds there. So it really, I mean it's just blessed me to go back and look at my story. So I appreciate that. That was just great and warmed my heart. So a little bit about me, she told you um Fayetteville, Georgia, just below Atlanta is where I grew up. Um I grew up in a Christian home. My mom was my Sunday school teacher and my teacher. I was homeschooled for a while. So it was mom. We were getting lots of good information at the house. I'm the oldest of three girls. If you ask my middle child sister, she will uh, tell you I'm bossy. That was her favorite thing (laughs) growing up to say is you're not the boss of me. I like to think that I was teaching. (laughs) But yes, just very active, hyper child. I remember pulling into the neighborhood, uh, whatever point I could run around probably, you know, early five, six years old, I used to ask to get out of the car. Because I had too much energy, I would literally run beside the car all the way into the neighborhood to our house because I just was active and needed things to do. So naturally, they put us in sports pretty early, try to get that energy out. That came really easily. Sports were definitely a big outlet for me. I started at four years old, started with soccer, played a lot of other sports, but that's the one I stuck with and and even played um, college soccer and semi-professional soccer as well. So I, I did that one for a long time. 
school was another thing. Once I got into school, I think my mom put me in school for a minute from homeschool and then took me back out because, I mean, she was a wonderful teacher, but we were really far ahead. We got to second grade and it was more of like a boredom problem. <laughs> I was over there. They they thought I had ADHD, but I really just wasn't doing my work because I was helping other people do their work. <laughs> so I'd jump around and do that. So school, sports, that was kind of an easier thing that came to me. As far as my relationship with Christ, I was saved at nine, so accepted Jesus into my heart. But my relationship with the Lord really didn't didn't blossom or bloom until um, late high school and into college. So I got to a point in um, my senior year, I actually remember writing a book report on a book. I don't know if any of y'all have read Francis Chan's book called Crazy Love. That was that was life-changing for me. I got to the point where I started questioning and asking myself, am I a Christian just because I was born into a Christian home? Am I just following what I've been told and there's nothing else? Like, should I be looking into other things? You know, you're going through those history classes and you're learning about all these different religions. And I got to that point where I was looking around. A lot of my Christian friends didn't look very Christian, (laughs) to be honest. And I saw a couple other people who followed other religions and other religions are a little bit more about works, right? So they look like they're doing the right thing. And I'm like, well, my friends are, they look more religious than I do. Um, At this point, I had a very works-based, you know, vision of, um, of Christianity. I used that book to kind of read on, but I remember like exploring and reading about different religions. So I did get to the point where I was like, you know what? No, this is, I believe in Jesus. This is what I want. And this is what I want to follow. And then I read uh, his book and I read the term lukewarm Christian. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to be a lukewarm Christian because that, that sounds pretty awful. Like I need to really decide and set forth something. Wrote a big book report on that, really started to dive in and just spend more time in the word and let, you know, let the Lord spend more time in my heart. Again, it wasn't until a really specific moment for me. I was freshman going into June or sorry, freshman going into sophomore year of college and I was reading another book. It's funny to look back and I was like, wow, books have been very impactful for me. Um, this was a Joseph Prince book. It was called Destined to Rain. And I still think I was just holding on to that works-based stuff, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm reading and it's verses I've read before. But you know, sometimes the word is a sword and it cuts open things. And I, it was like shackles fell off my eyes and I wept. I mean, I was in the back of my car, like in my parents' car in Miami, like for my sister's soccer tournament and just cried. I was reading the verse in Ephesians that talked about it's by grace that you're saved, not by faith, not by your works so that you can boast in it. And it finally actually was like, oh, he loves me no matter which path I choose, what I do. This, it's not about me. It's not about what I do. It's about him and it's about his love. And another really impactful verse was in that same book. It was in Second Corinthians and it was talking about we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we, God sees us as he sees Jesus. He looks at us and he sees because we're covered by his blood. So he sees Jesus when he looks at us and he is, he looks down and he is well pleased with us, you know, regardless of where we are. So that really, that changed my walk with Christ, but also my outlook on life. I think that really is when it actually went from my head to my heart. And then it kind of showed more in my actions. I was definitely less of a thoughtful person. Um, I I just saw changes in my heart that reflected in my relationships with everyone around me. So that was a really big pivotal point for me. 
Um, the next couple of years, <laughs> we're just busy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. My high school years, I um, played multiple sports. I was in chorus and theater. My mom always made us do something music-wise. If we wanted to do sports, we had to pick a, a music. So I always picked like literally like the flute, the tiniest thing. I was like, what's tiny that I don't have to carry around? So I did things like that. And then I got to high school and my mom was like, oh, we can sing. That counts as music. So I really got into that and loved it. And it was good just to have a good diversity like that. But really in high school, I recall like maybe eating and sleeping at my house. I mean, I just wasn't home. I played travel soccer. So Thursday through Sunday, a lot of times we were out of the state, especially like my last two years of high school. You get into that really busy. I don't know if anyone has kids that are like that. It just get into that busy stage of sports like you sports get really intense at that point. So they take up a lot of your time. But as far as like, and this will be more relevant later, but diet wise, I, I ate convenience we ate not a ton of fast food like I remember mainly I mean Chick-fil-a is not fast food right <laughs> we ate a lot of Chick-fil-a we you know it was quick convenience that was dinner throw a rotisserie chicken mac and cheese my other things it was snacky pop tarts I mean I grew up on just packaged foods in the morning running out the door with kind of sugary things really generally healthy though so I didn't have any health issues growing up other than occasional colds things like that and then really my first health issue was right as I was getting ready to go to college, I started having really, really bad acne out of nowhere. So that at that age is pretty hard to deal with. <laughs> That's not fun. You're about to move into a new stage of life. You're meeting new people. And then you're coming back from college and seeing people that you knew. And it, yes, acne is hard, like it's painful and things like that. But psychologically, I think that's where it took the biggest toll. On a good day, I would just kind of cover up with makeup and get through. On a bad day, I would cry if I saw myself in the mirror. I mean, it got that that bad. It was cystic. It was painful. Um, I think you don't realize how much of your identity is wrapped up in your looks until something goes wrong with it. And that kind of shakes your world, too. So the psychological side of it was awful. My wonderful mom, the first thing we did, she laid hands on me. We prayed for it. We ended up at the dermatologist pretty quickly um, after trying, you know, thousands of dollars and all the proactive and all the, I mean, it's crazy when you look back at how much money we spent on over-the-counter stuff that just seemed to get worse. Went to the dermatologist and the dermatologist, you know, oral antibiotics, topicals, all these things. Well, it was really hard for the lifestyle I was living because I was in the sun all the time sweating. I mean, I'm playing sports, I'm outside, your sunscreen sweats off within, you know, 10 minutes. Then all these things make your skin burn. So now I'm burnt, peeling, and acne. <laughs> so I'm like actually in more pain and not seeing any improvement. Next thing they try, I mean, it's just kind of this list, right? They put you on oral contraceptive pills. And it was just side effect after side effect. I couldn't tolerate anything, essentially, that they put me on. Um, and the antibiotics, actually, now I have new issues. Now I have this gut issue, right? It wasn't quite C. Diff, but it was like, well, I never had diarrhea before. And now it's coming and going all the time. Um, I was on multiple rounds of things for a full year. So we come to the end of a year. Um, so I'm in, I'm a year into um, college. I come home for summer and the dermatologist is like, well, we're going to use our Hail Mary, which is Accutane. So if you know anything about that, that's a pretty big drug that just wipes out your, you can't sweat anymore, essentially on your face. It wipes out the pores. It comes with a rare side effect, um, a couple of rare side effects. And unfortunately I had one of those. One of them is suicidal ideations. So no history of depression. I'm in a good point in my life. Um, there were some early kind of signs when we look back on it, like I 
as a you know freshman in college, stopped answering my phone and just like sat in the backyard and like read for two weeks. And my mom was like, oh, I thought you just needed some space, you know. But it got to the point where I was laying in a pool over the summer on a float, closing my eyes, just relaxing. And I heard a voice and the voice said, wouldn't it be nice if you went underwater and you didn't come back up? And I know that was Satan now. I mean, I look back on it and it is just clear as day. But thankfully, got out of the water, told my mom this because they're really big. At least when you go on this drug, they're very like tell someone, be looking for this in your kid, but it's hard to see those early stages of it. I think I'm only two to three months into Accutane at this point, so my skin's no better, and now I want to kill myself, and my gut's off. (laughs) So it just, you know, I got to the point where I was like, so great, what do I do? You know, came off of that, everything went away, praise God for that. But at this point, I'm like, well, I'm not going back there. You know, that was the last thing they offered. So I just kind of dealt with it for a while, and thankfully, it was kind of coming and going. So the rest of my college career. It didn't get back to that cystic place, but it was still a lot of acne. And it seemed to be that kind of hormonal come and go if you eat the wrong thing. But at that time, I wasn't connecting it to anything. And same with my gut. My gut, I would have diarrhea on and off and it would just kind of go away. And really, I didn't know much different at that time. So I was like, okay, this is normal. I'll just, you know, go on with it. And then I got to my last year of college and now it is acne, this gut issue. And now I'm severely, severely fatigued, like sleeping 16 hours a day. And my boyfriend, who's my husband at the time, I used to have to literally study on the couch next to him. And when I would fall asleep, he would nudge me so I could wake back up and study. I had a couple other things going on at this point. I've had a couple of concussions from soccer. So I'm on my third concussion. Um, And my last concussion, it took me six weeks to be able to bend down and tie my shoe without vomiting. So I had a pretty severe (laughs) head trauma. And it also was where I could study for an hour at a time and then get a migraine, right? So I had to like portion out my studying to where I could function. And really looking back and I'm like, wow, that is so awful. I remember it being just like, okay, this is what it is at this point. And, you know, when you don't know much different, you're like, okay, yeah, just that was kind of my personality too. Like, I'll just get through it. I'm sure this will go away. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the fatigue that I was like, okay you know, this, this is awful. I don't really know what's going on here, but it was my acne. And we're, we're so vain, right? My acne got worse again that I was like, all right, I need to go see someone. I guess I'm going to go back to the doctor. So here I am three years later and I get back to the dermatologist. So when I'm seeing this dermatologist, I had heard about a new drug at this point called spironolactone that was supposed to help with like testosterone or something to help with your acne. So I went back for that and my potassium levels were too high, so they couldn't give it to me. And I mean, all of this was just such a blessing from keeping me from being on something else. But she was the first person to ask me, have you cut out anything from your diet? Like, have you thought about chocolate or dairy or this or that? And somehow we got onto the topic. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm having 10 to 20 bowel movements a day. And she goes, what? And I said, yeah, it's just kind of crept up over the last couple of months, but I'm having that many a day. And she's like, well, I'm concerned about Crohn's disease and we should worry about your acne later. She immediately sent me to a gastroenterologist. I get there, they want to give me antibiotics. (laughs) I do it because I'm like, okay, I mean, it's bad. I probably should do antibiotics, did antibiotics. And at this point, now I'm having diarrhea and severe stomach pain. Get the endoscopy, colonoscopies, do the full workup. And I come out of the, you know, colonoscopy, endoscopy, and they said, well, she's got inflammation in her stomach called gastritis, and she has something called irritable bowel syndrome. Have a good day. That was it. There was no instructions. There was no, this is what to take for it. It was, this is kind of how it is. There's no, there's no Crohn's disease. Have a good day. So 
my mom took me to one of her friends who she was at church with, who was more of like a holistic. What was she? She was a PA. She was a PA. And I remember getting in that room and something that really stuck out to me and that I use in my own practice today. I remember thinking, wow, she goes to church with my mom. This will be great. And she's holistic. She'll be able to help me. And she'll pray for me, right? Like she's going to pray for me and I'm going to get better. And I remember being in the appointment and being like, why isn't she offering to pray for me? Like, wouldn't it be so nice if while I was here, like doing all the blood work and everything that she would offer to pray for me? So that really stuck out to me. I was in some prayer groups and some ministries in college. And I mean, I was anointed with oil. I was prayed over. We were doing the things that we needed to. And I just felt like, why, why am I not getting healed? Why am I digging into this? I'm spending time with you, Lord. You know, the the busyness that I had through high school continued into college. I'm doing two different um, ministries in college and involved in those. I'm leading a student athlete administration, like the whole of the whole university. It's me and this other girl who are like running the whole thing. And I'm the captain of a soccer team at this point. Like, I just feel like, Lord, I'm doing all the things. I'm I'm serving people. I'm I'm serving you. I'm in ministries. I'm doing what you're calling me to do. Why why have I been struggling with this so long? So then it, you know, it turns in and festers into that anger. You're like, well, why? Why me? Why is this happening? And it just, you know, became frustrating. So a holistic doctor, number one, sent me to holistic doctor, number two, um, (laughs) ended up the second one. They run a little bit more blood work. They did a food sensitivity test. I don't know if anyone's done one of those. Well, 50 foods came back and I was a college athlete and we ate out on the road, you know, four nights a week. So, I mean, that lasted a week. Uh, I was like, I can't actually avoid 50 different foods. It was like healthy strawberries. Like, I mean, it was everything. Actually, my top allergy was mahi-mahi. I was like, well, I haven't eaten mahi-mahi in the last year, so I'm not sure. But it just like everything was just everything it showed I was allergic to, essentially. So I dropped that. Holistic doctor wanted to put me on antibiotics because lo and behold, I had she found a the reason probably for the fatigue was I had something called Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which is a tick disease, right? Did a lot of hiking, never associated, never felt a bite, anything like that. So diagnosed with Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, went on antibiotics. They put me on two and I was diagnosed with a candida overgrowth. So then I'm doing IV therapy with, you know, to treat the yeast while taking antibiotics and the antibiotics are making me break out in hives every night. But you know, it's super important you finish the antibiotics. I know. So I'm just like, how am I going to something holistic and still things, still things are getting worse. So I'm just, you know, frustrated and the hives every night you're crying and it, it, it's just a mess. The other thing I was diagnosed with that at that time was something called Raynaud's. So for months leading up to this as well, at the time, like it's so blurry. I mean, I feel like it all was around the same time, but my hands and feet would go white and numb and the blood flow would stop for hours at a time. Anytime I was exposed to too, something too cold or if I got stressed out, if I was taking a test, anything, I would lose feeling in my hands and my feet. And all they said was, you know, well, if the blood flow doesn't come back in four hours, let us know. But there, there's nothing else for that, too. <laughs> so here I am at this point. I'm done with doctors. And I guess I should have mentioned I. I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare. So even, you know, but going into this, I'm doing pre-med as my studying and I'm questioning everything. I'm like, how can I go into this field when it's done this to me? Like, what did I just, did I just waste four years of college on pre-med and, you know, wh- what am I supposed to do? That was a big, I'm, I'm literally graduating in six months and I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this. And what am I going to do about my own health in the meantime? I started trying some other things. We finally started thinking about foods after we did that food sensitivity panel, right? So we did a Whole30 diet, which was an elimination diet. I did a 
a diet for a while that was only fruits and vegetables and everything was liquid, right? I was just doing liquid raw things. I mean, I could just sit there and sit and be on the toilet at the same time. It just, it, nothing was slowing down. Acne, fatigue was slightly better at this time, not to the point where I was, you know, sleeping 16 hours, but concussion syndrome symptoms were still going on and nothing, nothing seemed to move the needle with the, with the diet. And then I got to the point where my stomach started waking me up at night. So then I'm not even getting rest overnight. I'm waking up having to use the restroom in the middle of the night. And that was a big breaking point for me. I remember crying and yelling at God and just being so, feeling so broken and abandoned. It felt like, okay, what else? Throw something else. What, what, what else are we going to do? Where do you want me to go? I don't know what to do. I'm at rock bottom. I need you to heal this. I've been asking for healing for five, six years at this point. What, where are you going to show up? Cause I need it and I need it now. I woke up the next morning and I'm very much a, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstrap type of person. And I was like, I'm going to, I have to find, I haven't found it yet. I need to find something else. I Googled, um, and this was spirit led, right? I Googled like a gut healing, how to heal your gut or something. I wish I could go back and look at that Google um, search. And the first book I came across, I ordered it and read it literally in a day. I sat out the pool, read it all day. And it's still the book I use in my practice today to help heal others. Um, it's called Restoring Your Digestive Health. It is a book wrote by a naturopathic doctor. And the other person, I guess he doesn't have any background or knowledge. I think he's something in nutrition. But he was healed of Crohn's disease. So, so much of it just related with my story where I was like, man, they thought I had Crohn's and this and that. And within two to three weeks, I didn't have any fatigue. I didn't have any gut issues. Their protocol was pretty strenuous. I mean, I ate the same exact soup, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 14 days. Like, it was extreme. I mean, I probably wouldn't eat dirt at this point if you told me, like, it would have made me feel better. I was just like, whatever, give me all the things. I'll do it. You did a herbal protocol instead of medications to help with your gut. So you did a yeast herbal. You did high, high doses of probiotics. And really, he tailored it based on what your, like, he had IBS protocol where he has a, you know, just diarrhea protocol. So I followed that. After two to three weeks, I was like, oh, praise the Lord, I'm healed. Let's go get some Waffle House. <laughs> it came right back. So I was like, okay, I should follow this a little bit longer. You know, I still hadn't really connected that this was a, you know, a lifestyle shift. Something needed to change in what I was doing. So went back on the program. I'm doing great. I'm um, a couple months into the program. And I realized that I need, I would like someone, maybe, you know, a naturopathic doctor wrote this book, maybe I should look at a naturopathic doctor. Um, if for those who aren't familiar with that, that is, we actually don't have any training programs, they're mostly out west, but it is a physician, it's a four year medical degree, but instead of pharmaceuticals, you learn herbals and vitamins. So that's how they're just the only difference, right, is they're trained how to help you. I mean, they're still trained in a more holistic view of your body, but they learn things other than drugs to give to patients, right? So I, I get to this naturopathic doctor, and this is where the Lord really blesses me and gives me purpose and drive and tells me what I need to do with my career. I go into this appointment. And it was, I mean, at this point, I've been eight, 10 different doctors, right? I've been tossed all around. So I know what it's usually like to go into a doctor's office. We sit down on the couch. She asks me about my history. She goes into things no one has ever asked me before, takes me into a different room, does my physical. Um, this is over like an hour and a half 
span and then says, you know, hang out here for a minute and we'll come back and talk about what we're going to do from here. She comes back. She drew a picture of my body and was like, this is connected to this. This is connected to this. I think, you know, this is what happened. Let's do some lab work as well. Um, she helped me transition because that diet was so strict. She helped me transition onto, okay, well, we can't eat this the rest of your life. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really afraid to eat other foods <laughs> onto more of a whole foods diet, right? And another thing she brought to my attention, which my husband will tell you he's brought to my attention as well, right? We never hear it from our, from our significant other, was she told me I needed to have more downtime, right? More downtime and more what she called joyful activities. So I needed to put more good things in. And even if things were good, she, she, I needed to make more space. That's biblical knowledge. It's Sabbath, right? It, it's we need to slow down. And I had lived my life since high school, like full speed, 10,000%. And my husband had always told me like we would be like not doing something on the day. And he's like, you just can't rest. You're just like, I would be antsy. I would want to do something like I just didn't even know how to. So I mean, I went to the Lord with that. I was like, I don't feel rest. Like I'm sitting here resting and I feel just inner like wheels are turning. Like I need, I need your rest. And Lord gave me that. He gave me a spirit of rest. He showed me that even though it was something for his kingdom or, you know, like as far as my schedule, it still needed to be in moderation. So that was when I really started to grasp an understanding of just because it's good doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, right? So picking and choosing. So just all these things that I'm like, okay, wow, like these things are turning around. And I even at this point, I'm starting to see, okay, maybe I went through that so that I could get here, right? So um, those those lights and things are starting to go on. Then I'm, you know, finishing college, trying to decide what I'm going to do. I initially think, oh, I'm going to be a naturopathic doctor. I have to do that, right? This woman is, this whole model of medicine has just changed my life. Well, I'm getting married in six months and trying to convince my husband to move to California wasn't <laughs> the easiest, right? And then the other thing was I started thinking about it. And I said, I, I remember because I shadowed, I went back and shadowed this doctor. So I shadowed a lot of people. I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do chiropractic? Do I want to do this, that? It was shattering PAs, chiropractors, um, naturopathic doctors. And she said she really, she gets a lot of people like me who have been to 10 other places. I said, I don't want people to go to 10 other places before they find me. I want to find them where, where I wish I was found right? I want to bring that to just your common walk off the street. I'm looking for a pill. Well, did you know there's other things, other, you know, like just to teach and prevent? That's where I wanted to be. So that's when I started looking into, really, it was between a nurse practitioner or a PA for me that was looking at those two programs. And I ended up going with the nurse practitioner route. I did have quite a hard time deciding on that. I took a whole year in between finishing my bachelor's and grad school just felt really frozen for a while. And my dad gave me such great advice. He said, God is not limited to your career. He's going to use you whatever you pick. So just pick. <laughs> such, such a parent thing, right? You're taking like a whole year and I'm just like, well, I haven't found, but I'm waiting to hear from God what I want to do. And he was like, just pick and he's going to bless you and he's going to use you. He's not limited in that way. So I did. I just, I went and everything getting into the nurse practitioner program was, was so ordained and worked out great. So ended up, in nurse practitioner school, I was still going back to Atlanta to shadow naturopathic doctors. Really, there wasn't much in Alabama when I got here. I was like, oh, gosh, there's a lot more integrative holistic medicine in Atlanta, just around where you can find it easier. And there wasn't much here. Um, 
So I, my original plan was always to go back to Atlanta and I was blessed to find Birmingham Integrative Health um, and ended up doing some of my residency and ended up loving it and staying here. But overall, I mean, I got to that point where I'm in school, just you could see the light turn on in my eyes. This has just been something that has always blessed me as much as it is to take care of people. I mean, I, I feel like we're equally as blessed to be in the same room when, when I'm doing what I am at work. So it feels like it helped me with my purpose, my drive. I feel like God used those struggles. And it always reminds me, like, really, I just look back on my story, and it's Romans eight twenty eight that just really ties that all together. Uh, God works all things for the good of those who love him. And I can see what he was doing, right? And it was all in his timing. Um, and it's amazing. And really, another big thing was I became a, like I was a nurse for a couple of years, but I became a nurse practitioner and a healthcare provider really young. I was 27. So that's not very relatable when you walk in the door and you're in there. But going through what I've gone through has helped me take care of my patients better and it's helped me relate to people better. Um, so I think it's just, it's made me better at my job and better able to give hope and advice and deliver God's healing to others. So that's been such an unexpected blessing once I started practicing. But here I am almost a decade later and I'm healed. I have no more signs of IBS. My, you know, that was healed through, through God giving me wisdom and through foods other things were healed miraculously. I, I don't remember when it stopped, but I never had Raynaud's issues again. I never had any of the numbness, any of the issues with my fingers, the concussion syndromes. It lasted close to nine months and it was healed as well. So really what I want you to take away from today is that God is alive and he's well and he's still the great physician. Yes, Jules, God is alive and well and is the great physician. You know, one of the things that just really struck me about this story is, you know, my daughter has struggled with some of these health issues that she's talked about. And I have several friends whose daughters have struggled with it as well. And so it was so encouraging to me to hear, first of all, that the Lord led her to this place of helping other people find answers. Because when you're in the middle of that it is so hard to figure out how you can help your child with what's going on, honestly, with their gut and subsequent illnesses because of that. Katie, my girls have had the same experience. I think what kept me on the edge of my seat with Jewel's story was the fact that every single thing she encountered, one of my girls has experienced. <laughs> I could so relate to her concerns with Accutane and, and some of the consequences of that and and really just the frustration mm. of what is going yes. on. I know something's off. I know something's not right. So I too just loved how the Lord led her through it and that she looked back and gave him credit for it. And you know, in listening to this, we've had a few of these stories recently of how God brought healing through food and mm -hmm. through diet change. You know, if you haven't listened, Jessica Ho's episode 221 is really similar of God healing her from Lyme's disease mm -hmm. through a very similar thing. And it's amazing how God created our body to work. Right. I love doctors, big fan, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> big sure. fan of doctors, That's right. big Nothing fan against of all conventional medicine. But I just 
so appreciate the importance of looking at all aspects. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I said at the beginning of her story, you know, as I was listening to it, I was so frustrated alongside of her of everything that she was walking through. But gosh, Jules, I'm so thankful that God used all of those things that you walked through to bring you where you are, because so many doctors or nurses that are in this practice have not experienced it as Uh deeply as she has. And she even talked about how she has so much empathy and compassion and wants to really dig into the story of her patients and let's figure this out. And and it just, it literally warmed my heart listening to her thinking, wow, I wish I would have known about her practice years ago when I, when I was looking for someone for my daughter. And isn't God's creation amazing? I mean, He gives, He, he created the foods that we need for the season that are, what, based on what our body needs in that season. And I appreciate too that Jules was really honest and saying, God, this whole time I'm serving you, mm-hmm. I'm following mm-hmm. you, I'm doing all the right things, I'm leading and leading and leading. Why am I not healed? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. that struggle for finding healing and the frustration. And she just painted such a picture of what so many of us experience in, in different areas of going, God, I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Why aren't you answering? Yes, well, hurry right. it up. <laughs> and hurry it but up. the word they're doing, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not about what we do. That's right. You're exactly right, Robin. And you knew Lindy, going back to what you were saying, how God created all these foods in different seasons. Mm-hmm. He also, what she learned, created our body for rest mm-hmm. and and moments to delight in him. I think she even said that that she was told to learn how to rest and find joyful activities. Yes. And God created us for that as well. So that was another thing that really spoke I, to I me. I literally stopped and pondered. What are my joyful activities? Like, I just wanted mm-hmm. to think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's so important. You know, that's funny. It prompted me to, so I think I've talked about it on the podcast. My daughter is going to have a major surgery and our summer is going to look like a lot of PT. Mm-hmm. And I put down on my list, I bought a thick, a cross stitch, oh, maybe two years ago that I never learned how to do. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do this summer? That's going to be my joyful, restful activity when that. she's in PT. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play on my phone. Now, I do love to read, and I'll probably mm-hmm. read some mm-hmm. books. But I'm going to find a joyful activity mm-hmm. that allows my mind to rest yeah. instead of keeping my mind active. Yes, and as we're entering summer, let's all think about, okay, how can we have more Sabbath? How can we tap into some joyful activities? And if you're a mom with kids running around, just tap into some margin. Like, mm-hmm. you don't fill your schedules. Just have some... I used to joke when my kids were at home, just have some boredom. It's good yeah. to be bored and just kind of be at home. Well, clearly, we loved this. <laughs> clearly, we're very excited about this whole topic and even digging in more with the Lord and seeing what, what He has for each one of us and and children. And so thank you for listening. If this is you, if this is a friend of yours, please pass the story along. And we love it when you tag us on social media when you do pass it along. If you post it on Instagram, just tag us at Storytellers Live Podcast, and we get to see what you've posted. And we get to know who you are and a little bit more about you. And other people find our stories as well and find hope and encouragement. And so thank you for listening. Thank you, Patreon insiders, especially going into the summer. We are so appreciative for you and and to show our thankfulness we have a lot of really fun content there so again if it's something you've been thinking about for a while we would encourage you to join today get Shana's story as well and we will talk to you next week bye